On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Taylor Borst from American Solutions for Business. She talks to us about why it's important to spot trends. Welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a first-time guest. Very excited to have her, Taylor Borst. She's the Head of Communications and Public Relations for American Solutions for Business. That's a mouthful. Uh, Taylor, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Hi, Kirby. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been seeing you everywhere recently, and one of the places I saw you was you wrote an article about keeping on top of trends as a salesperson. I thought it was really well done. So can you talk for the folks um, who haven't had a chance to read the article yet, give us some highlights. Talk about why that matters. Sure, sure. Um, so first of all, that was... I was very nervous to write that that article because I knew that so many people uh, who are really involved in the industry might be seeing it and everybody kind of has their two cents uh, as far as trends go. But basically it covered two main topics. Uh, one of them was that trends connect us and help us relate to each other. So really hitting on uh, the idea of opting into a group who has similar um, similar interests and just being able to establish trust for yourself, first of all, um, and then, you know, really just become a leader in the industry. And, you know, I think that we we have so many trends that are popping up constantly. And so just being present and, and figuring out which ones you really want to hang on to is important um, just to, you know, kind of keep abreast in this industry too. So um, the second part really hit on more of the idea that uh, trends are here to to help us tell a different story. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're telling we're telling similar stories all the time, but because we have access to, I mean, limitless um, limitless products and limitless custom ideas, it gives us all of these new opportunities to tell that brand story through a different medium. So that was kind of a, a fun way um, to really like make that debut uh, article. Mm -hmm. No, you did a great job. And it, it's funny, I think that I, I don't know that like I've thought of it as being on trend, but I always pride myself on go, like you go to PPAI Vegas, you see the latest and greatest, the newest thing, whatever trade show and being the person that delivers that to my best clients because I think it does position you differently. You know, I think that then they say, oh, if there's something coming up, I know I need to talk to them because they know what's going on. And I think your point about that is super good. So, so well done. Well done on your first article. And, you know, thanks. And I think not only that, you know, I didn't mention this as much in the article, but I think, um, you know, there's a smaller gap when it comes to retail and then in our industry, uh, traditionally, and you know, in the past, it's always been, you know, maybe six months or a year or two years, sometimes maybe even even more. And so I think that that was a much easier time to sit back and wait for, you know, the right opportunity or just kind of make your customer ask for that particular trend where now it's getting closer and closer where you really have to be the one to be aggressive and come to your customer with that particular idea or else, it's going to come and go before you know it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. So 
The other thing I know about you is you're involved uh, quite a bit. You're in Promo Kitchen as a sous chef, I think. Um, you were helping, I think, on the committee for Spark, which is a uh, an event for the younger generation in our industry. Why you decided to get involved in the industry in that way? Good question. Um, so, you know, I already kind of mentioned that this, this industry is full of people who are really, really experienced. They know exactly what they're talking about. And I think coming into it, it's super intimidating to come in and have a position or, or say what you're feeling about a, a certain topic. And like Kirby, do you, do you realize how terrifying it is to have somebody tell you that they have more experience in this industry than you have years on this earth? <laughs> I mean, that freaks yeah. me out. Yeah. And, and so then I, I constantly get this, this terrible voice in the back of my head. That's like, Taylor, shut up. There are adults talking, you know, and, and, you know, I think that a big part of, um, of something that I've been trying to do is to, first of all, suppress that little voice mm-hmm. uh, and then just just figure out all of the different ways that um, that I can start getting in the game and start learning. And and really what I realized that this is an incredibly supportive uh, industry that we're a part of. And it's full of people who, who want to teach you, who want to mentor. And the more people that that you meet, the more you learn, uh, the the more confident you are in just reaching out, and you kind of know, you know how the industry works, and you know who plays what part in it, and then it also just gives you unlimited resources too if you have questions or are really struggling with something. And so, I think a lot of it is to just find that that accountability partner a little bit too, um, but then also just it's it's a driving force that just keeps keeps me going. Yeah, I admire it. And I'll tell you, it's funny, you've, you've, you've touched on a couple things I just want to address. Number one, I tell people all the time, like, just so you know, everybody has that voice. <laughs> like, even us old people have that voice. Okay, <laughs> so um, I, 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 I'm so glad to hear that you are trying to do it anyway, right? Like, that's, that's good. Y- you've got a lot to say, so keep it up. Um, but I think the, your point about it, and I, I guess I hadn't thought about it because it has been a while since, since I was the newbie in the room, but I will say I remember the industry got more fun when I started to put myself out there and get to know people because you'd go and you'd be like, oh, hey, there's so-and-so. And not only does it act as a resource, but the fact is they're, they're relationships that make your life more interesting. And so I think that you're going to get sure. – I, I know you're putting a lot into those organizations, but I, I'm sure you're going to get a lot out too. So that's exciting um, to me. So great job. And I mean there's such – Thank you. Thank you. And you find that there's such passionate people in our industry and it becomes addicting. Like it's so hard. Like, I don't think you can ever burn out if you have passionate, excited people around you. So it really kind of, it balances that out for sure. Cool. So you've, you've talked a little bit about the fact that you're young, um, but you've been in the industry for several years, like 2015, right? So, so it's not like yeah. y- though you're, you're young, you've, you've got experience. So I'm curious to know mm-hmm. about the things that either excite you or surprise you in our industry. Sure. So I think something that really excites me is how connected we are right now and just that's going to continue to grow more and more. And by connected, I mean, 
a lot of it is through social media. You know, we're, we're really starting to create a more personal relationship in that way. And something that I think is really funny is even though a lot of the time we have this conversation about using social media as a, as a, like a sales tool or as a tool to build your network, something that I think some people kind of forget is that for young professionals in this industry, social media has always just been a part of our identity. Right. So I think back, you know, I've been on Facebook since I was 13 years old. Right. And so <laughs> I really haven't had a moment in my teenage life or my adult life where social media is not part of my actual identity and that I am out there in the world and that's just that you know that was just like part of what you did and what you currently do it's not something that we ever really like consciously were like we should you know be on social media for any sort of gain other than just social yeah. i mean it it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and i think now it's really transformed but but we are starting to create these more personal relationships than you know the traditional let me put on my business suit and shake your hand and call you you know mr or mrs or just like kind of have this like weird professional front uh, instead of just our genuine selves and so i think that this idea will only continue to to grow and we're just going to be able to connect with each other more personally than ever before just be, you know, I I sometimes think about um, I was an intern at at Mayo Clinic when I was in college, and I was in like the public affairs department, and I had to wear pantyhose, and I got in trouble for <laughs> if my dress had like any of my back showing. I had to you know present myself as my you know best you know kind of on my best behavior a little bit, um, not just. <laughs> Not to say that we in the promo industry aren't always on our good behavior, right? Uh, <laughs> but but I just think that it's an interesting direction, and it I think it's the right direction that we're taking to to take that more personal approach and always just be genuine with each other. I hate the fluff. I hate the passive aggressive anything. So it's I just want to talk to my friends all day at work, and if I'm friends with people I work with, it's super easy. That's. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. Taylor, you've done it. You've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? I do. So what is your, okay, so professionally speaking, okay. what is your biggest victory mm -hmm. and your biggest regret that you made in your 20s? Mm. And what wisdom can you impart to the young generation coming up right now? Yeah. Um, Gosh, biggest victory. I think, you know, I'm not sure of the exact age I was, but I think getting into this industry and taking the leap uh, to start my own business was probably the big, biggest victory. I mean, there have been some times where that was a real challenge, but I'm so glad I did. Um, what I tell people all the time in this industry specific is the first 18 months is really hard. Um, because there's so much to learn and especially if you're in a commission driven sales, like that part can be challenging, but surviving that is a big victory. And all of a sudden you start to get into the fun of it. Um, sort of lessons, I think from when I was that age, um, you know, just 10 minutes ago, uh, I think <laughs> that, um, 
One of the big concerns, regardless of age, when you get into a sales position is you feel like you have to know all the answers. And especially in an industry where there's over a million products, that's not possible. And once you've been in it for a while, you know that. And so you're comfortable saying, you know what, I don't know. I'll look it up and I'll find out for you. Early on in my career, I really wanted to BS those answers and I got myself in trouble. Um, and I think most people who've sat in the sales seat um, can relate, right? Like, oh, yeah, sure. And then you're like, oh, no, there's no way we can do that at all. Um, and so I think probably one of the biggest lessons is understanding that I don't have all the answers and I don't need to, quite honestly. Um, I can find them. And being willing to um, start something with the idea that I might not – like that it's okay to fail, right? Like so – I think so many times we don't do something because you're waiting for the exact right time and the exact right amount of experience. And I think what age tells you is that that time is never going to happen. And so, especially in your 20s, it's a great time to try something and fail because you've got lots of time to make it up. And most of the time, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's 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 okay. It's in um, right. that's how you're going to learn. And so. That is something I guess I'm talking to my 20-year-old about right now. Um, and so that would be the thing is, is don't wait for perfect. Just, just act. That's super helpful because I, I feel like because you have – at this age, I think you have fewer things to compare it to. Mm -hmm. And so everything seems like it's high stakes yeah. even if it's not. Yeah. I think that that, yeah, especially me personally, and I know there's probably a lot, a lot of other people who, who get that, but it's – it's like there's so much pressure to like grind it out now, you know, and get all of that set up um, and grow as quickly as possible because there is a fear that, you know, if, if you don't get to that certain point that you, you know, you set your expectation to and maybe that doesn't actually even exist. Right. You know, the closer you get to it, I'm sure that it, it changes. So that's definitely helpful. Yeah, and I, that's, I guess that's one of the reasons I'm excited that you've done the, the article uh, for is Promo Corner, right? And um, mm -hmm. Because I think what you find is, oh, okay, I do have something to say, and the future is created by those who choose to do it. So um, great job by you, and great job on here. So thanks for doing this. Thanks, Kirby. I appreciate it. Okay, so that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. What's up?